to Isaiah 35, please. So. I just want to, to read Isaiah 35 to you. He says, the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf un unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become like a pool and the thirsty ground springs of, springs of water. In the haunt of jackals where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall there be any ravenous beast come, come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Amen? Amen. 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 Now, although I believe that is a picture of things yet to come, it is also a picture of things that are now. That through what Jesus has done in obtaining our salvation, I believe that we are to live in something of that experience now, that God has got for us now. And some of the things that have been, that have been said this morning, the prophecy that Annie brought, what Eileen brought, you know, what, what, that I found it a real encouragement to what I've got to say this morning about the good things that God has, has got for us. When I was um, 21 and still quite, quite a young Christian, I went to a, a Christian convention one summer. Um, and I can't say I had the greatest of times, to be honest. You know, people come back and they say, oh, it was wonderful, and, you know, and we had this brilliant teaching and everything like that. Well, I didn't have a great time. That was, that was partly my own fault and where I was at, at the time in my, in my Christian experience. But I do remember one really good talk that we had. And it wasn't a major meeting. It was just a little sort of get-together in one, one afternoon. And the title of the talk was Free to Be the Real Me. 
And that's partly what I want to talk about this morning, that, that God has set us free to be the person he really wants us to be. To be, to the, be the person that we really are inside. And that, I can't remember, because it's an awful long time ago now, I can't remember anything about the details of that talk, but I remember the title, I remember it struck a chord with me at the time, um, and just the, the you know, the, the whole, the whole idea of what the talk was about has really, really stuck with me that God wants to free us into, into fullness of who we really are. That we don't need to put on any pretenses or any shows. We don't need to present ourselves as we think we ought to do to other people. We can be the person that God wants us to be. We... We're not bound by circumstances. We're not bound by worry and fear and self-doubt. We're not bound by others or the devil. We're set free into the wholeness of who God intended us to, to, to be. And to me, a lot of what is in there in Isaiah 35 seems to sum that up. That... Uh, you know, and there's some marvellous words there. And he says, you know, the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The, the, the desert shall rejoice and blossom. God wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to be full of, full of, full of joy. It says, the glory of the Lord shall, shall rest upon it. It says, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. God wants to pour in his power and his strength into us so that, so that, so that we are, are renewed. He doesn't want us to be weak and feeble, but we can be strong in God. Yeah? Say that to those who are an anxious heart, be strong and fear not. He wants to cast out fear from your life, that, 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 we, that we trust in, in him, and we know our future lies in him, and we don't have to worry about this, that, or the other. We don't have to worry about what might happen, because, because we are in the hands of our, our, our almighty God. You, you know, he says, he says, the eyes of the blind should be open, the ears shall be un, un, unstopped, the lame man shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute shall sing for joy. There's a fullness there. There's a fullness of life there. Then whatever that might mean to you, God wants you to live a full, a life full of joy, full of peace, full of, full of purpose. And that's what this chapter is, is talk, talking about. Um, it says there's a, there's a way of holiness that the unclean shall not walk on. And he says, even the fools won't go astray. You know, and when we, I don't know about you, but the amount of times I've thought, well, what an idiot I am. You know, why have I done that? Well, that was a stupid thing to do. And we all do it, but God says, you know, even when we're foolish, we're not going to go astray when we're, when we're following him. It says that there's, no, there's not going to be any lions or ravenous beasts there. But we'll walk in safety. 
You know, there, there's so many things in this world that we could be afraid of, so many things that could happen to us, but God says, when you're following me, you're walking in safety. I will keep you. I will protect you. And so, so with all that that God does, does for us, it releases us, it makes us free so we can operate as the person God wants us to be not worrying about all those other, other things. Not worrying about all those other things. So we've been, Jesus, by his death on the cross, has set us free. He's set us free. But he's set us free from, he hasn't set us free from one set of rules, from the rules of the world, only to conform to another set of rules, i.e. following a religion. It hasn't saved us into religion. Yeah? Romans 12, 12 verse 2, he says, Do not conform to the standards of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. The, what are the, the standards of this world? What are they? Well, they're both secular... And they're religious, aren't they? Yeah? That the, we, we, in Paul's time, both the secular and the religious, religious were very prevalent. You know, the secular was Rome and the power of Rome, and they were under authority of Rome, but the religious was the, was the religion of the Jews. And it's very clear in the Bible that the problems that caused, the just following the religion, the, the Jewish religion. Both were wrong. And nowadays, we have, we have the, it's not changed. We have the secular, we have the religious, but they are just rules to follow. They're saying, we ought to do this or we ought to do that. God says, don't, don't, Paul says, don't conform to those standards. Don't conform to those standards, but be transformed. Not to you know, to be transformed, to be released, to be, to, he said, by the renewing of your mind so that you can see in your mind what you are capable of in God, what God wants from, from your life, not to be conforming to a set of man-made rules, whether they are secular or whether they are religious. When I, when I became a, a, a Christian, a lot of the culture was that Christians do that. And, but Christians don't do that. And, and, and a lot of it seemed to be, you know, those were the rules. Those were the rules. And it seemed, you know, almost like I've been saved from one set of rules only to follow another set of rules. Um, but, but Jesus has set us free. It set us free to be who we really are. And the set of rules that we were told to follow weren't necessarily what was I wanted to do and what was, what, was, what, was, what was me. God has made us all different. We're all unique. We've all are interested in different things. We want to do different things. And that's fantastic. 
But we can all do them in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit to give glory to God. And there's a vast variety that can, that can happen. You know, another, another thing, we, we, we used to have, go through, have this stage where we wore these, these wristbands. Um, what would Jesus do, yeah? WWJD, what would Jesus do? Now, that's all very well. Yeah, I want to be like Jesus. I can't argue with that. But sometimes my concept of what Jesus would do can be very different from somebody Somebody else's concept. And, and you, know, you know, people can tell you. It's all very well saying, what would Jesus do? But when people tell you, they start telling you, well, Jesus wouldn't do this and Jesus wouldn't do that. Well, I don't know. You know, Jesus wouldn't go to the pub or the cinema or the club. Well, <laughs> you know, you look, at, you look at the New Testament and those are probably the very places he would be. Um. Oh, but maybe he was there to evangelise. He wasn't enjoying himself. Of course he was enjoying himself. And we're set free to enjoy the goodness of God in every situation that, 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 we, that, we, that we find ourselves. Yeah? Now, now, I'm not saying that we're just set free to do what the heck we want and never mind anybody else and what harm or, 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 or anything like that. Of course not. We're not set free to do that. But we're set free to be the person that, we're, that we really are. I only talked about the Holy Spirit wanting to release. You've got something in your personality, in who you are. Now, your personality and my personality are different. But God wants it. He doesn't want to... to destroy that personality or make us all Christian clones he wants us to release that personality so that but empowered by the power of power of God Colossians 2 I'm just going to turn to Colossians 2 for a minute because this is what Paul says about about rules following regulations here we go. Verse 20. It says, if, Christ, if with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of this world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Referring to, to things that all perish as they are used. According to human precepts and teachings. Now he's there to human precepts and teaching. Don't do this, don't do that. Um, these have indeed an, an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and aestheticism, if I can say it, and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. So all these rules that you try to try to follow. They may seem right and they seem moral and upright and everything, but Paul says they're no good. They're not effective in what they are supposed to do. They have no, they, they have no value. They, they, they don't work. What works is the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's what works not following a set, a, set, a set of rules. Now, he's not saying, he's not saying, let's indulge in the flesh. 
He's saying following the rules doesn't work. Instead, be set free by God so that you can enjoy the fullness of all he's got for you because he's got something far better, far better for you. So, what I want to focus on for a bit then is a word that's found quite a lot in the New Testament that reflects this idea of being set free, and that is the word let. Let. Like, for example, Jesus says in Matthew 5 and 16, he says, let your light shine before men. Yeah? The writer of the Hebrews says, in Hebrews chapter 10, he says, let us draw near to God. And it's just that, well, that word let us sort of grabbed me a bit this week because it means to, to let something happen is to allow it to happen, isn't it? It's to give permission that it will happen. That that's okay, that that's good. And that's what God has done for us when Jesus died on the cross. He, he gave us permission to go out and do it. We, we were set free, so we were saying, these things, these desires in your heart, these things you want to do, these good things, I'm letting you go forth and do them. I'm releasing you into, into them. It was doing away with the rules and regulations and he's saying, let this happen. Let this happen. He's, you know, there's nothing to stop it now. Things were there. Sin was there. Satan was there. Human nature was there and it was stopping you being the person that, that was inside there, that God wanted to release, it's now released. Let it happen. Let the, let the good times begin, yeah? Amen. Yeah? Let the good things happen because God has, Jesus has saved us and has released us. And when I started thinking about this a bit, I'm, one of the things I immediately thought about was, was Genesis chapter 1. And when God created the world and he said, let there be light. Didn't he? Yeah. Let there be, be land and sea. Let, let, let there be the earth. Let us create man in our own image. And, and he, he was releasing a massive creative power. It was, it was this, as if light had sort of suddenly, had somehow been bound up. And, it, and, and all of a sudden it was released into the universe. And... Or there was something stopping the land and the sea being formed. And God said, let it happen. And there was a release. And the land and the sea was being formed. And and, and I see see something, you know, it's like the the blockage of whatever was stopping it had been removed. And if God is saying, let it be, 
and the universe is, is, is formed in a similar way. He's saying in my life and your life, let it be. And so what potential is there to be released? If God says, let it be and the universe is formed, what can happen in our lives? Because we're more precious to him than the sun and the moon and the stars. Because he, he, sent, his, he sent his son to, to die for us. You know, the, the blockage of being, has been removed in our lives. Sin has been dealt with. Let it happen. Let it be released. You know? What, what's there to stop it? What, what's there to stop it? Well, God isn't going to stop it, is he? Because he's done the work to let it be released. He isn't going to stop it. Through, through Jesus, it's been released. The devil isn't going to stop it because he is a defeated foe. He's been defeated. The enemy is defeated. He's been re- his power has been taken from it, so he isn't going to stop it. You know, what's the only thing that can stop it? Us, isn't it? Us. We can stop it. God isn't going to force this upon us. But if we allow ourselves, we can stop these good things being released in us. We can, we can hold back. We can form, a, we can form a, a, a blockage. You know, God's saying, God's saying, let it happen in our lives. I've done the work. You've been set free. The blockage is removed. But your bit, our bit, is to let it happen. You know, it's like God has broken down the dam and the water is flowing. Sometimes I think we're madly trying to patch up the dam again, you know, and, and stop it. And we, we can't cope with all, 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 all this water, you know. Or, or, you know, he's released the cork from the champagne bottle, yeah? And the champagne is flowing and the, and the party's there to begin, you know, it's no good as trying to force the, the cork back into the bottle and, you know, we, we can't cope with all, the, all this effervescence and, and, and all, the, all this stuff, stuff flowing. It's too bubbly, it's too lively for us. No, God has released it. Let's join in the party. You know, let it happen. Let the goodness of God flow in, flow in your life. You know, and, and the crazy thing about it, it's not, it's not hard work. The stopping it is the, is the hard work. You know, it's a lot harder to stop a dam or to build a dam than it is to let the water, water flow. You know, we, let, you, let your light shine isn't asking you to, you know, we've got this concept of, of oh, we've got to go out here, there and, and everywhere. We've, we've, got, we've got to, you know, Pound the streets and everything. It's, no, it's not. It's just letting your light shine. You know, it isn't hard work. In fact, in the story, Jesus says, why put the lamp under your bed? Put it on the table where everybody can see. A lot easier to put a lamp on the table than crawl under a bed and, and hide it away. God is saying, I've done so, you know, good things in your life. Just let it out. Let it flow. Don't hold it back. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't hold it back because I, 
he's got so much, so much for us. He wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to enjoy the good things he's, he's got for, for us. He wants us to partake in those good things, not hold, not hold back in them, not, not to stop. You know, we, we, can, we, can feel, we can worry about, about, about things. You know, we, 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 we worry, we fear about what might happen, don't we? We, we think, you know, we, we've got this fear that it, it might not work properly or what others might say or what others might think about us or it might go wrong. And so we can work very hard at holding back on what God has got for us instead of just letting it go and trusting in God and seeing him work Seen him in, in, in work in, in, our, in our lives. You know, let's, let, let's just let go of these things and, and trust in God and look for him to, to, to move. Because he just, he, just he, he just wants good for us, doesn't he? He just, he just wants the, 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 the good things for us. Um, You know, I'm, I'm free in God. I've been released. I'm free to be the real me. I'm free from my talents and my true personality to shine forth. And that can only bring good, can't it? That can only bring good. The, the real me. Not the one, not the one that backbites, not the one that tries to put people down, but the real me inside that God wants to, God wants to bring out. Amen. So, finally then, I just want to look at one or two, a few verses where God says, let this happen, or let us, or, you know, let your, this sort of thing. So, Hebrew, Hebrews 10, I already referred to it, it says, because these are good things, it says, let us Draw near to God. Yeah? It says, let us hold fast to the faith that we pr preserve. Let us stir one another up to encourage one another to, to move on. In Hebrews 12 and verse 1, it says, let us throw aside every weight and sin and let us run the race set before us. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Colossians 3.15, I like this one, it says, let the peace of Christ dwell in you richly. And then the very next verse says, and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. These are all good things that if we allow them, they will enrich our lives. <coughs> Philippians 4 and verse 5, it says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. You know, it's, it's um, so much, you know, you, you, in, in, in the, perhaps, perhaps going back, you know, you, so much evangelism almost seemed confrontational, didn't it? But here it's saying, just let your reasonableness be known to everybody. Just, just, just love people, just be open to them, be friendly with them, be nice to them, and they will see God in you. 
Ephesians 4.26, it says, Do not let the sun go down in your anger. Sort your difficulties out. Romans 14.13, Let us not pass judgment on one another. And 6.12 says, Do not let sin reign in your body. John 14.1, I like this. Jesus said to his disciples before he was going to be betrayed, he says, let not your hearts be troubled. And he went on to say a whole load of things that showed he was in total control of the situation. Don't let your hearts be troubled. You know, things don't seem to be well. Going well. Trust in God. Don't be troubled by it. He's in control. Right? Hebrews 4, 16. Let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. Jesus has done it all for us. The, the, the doors are wide open into his presence. Let's come into his presence. We can do that any time, in any situation. You know, they're, 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 the lovely verses are those. It's not about striving and, and seeing if somehow we can get into God's presence, but it's just about, it's about being, it's about letting it happen. And taking advantage of the great things that, that God has done, done, done for us. God's done tremendous things for us. We've, we've experienced that in different ways this morning. Let us go out into this week enjoying his presence, knowing his power, full of his joy. Seeking him in every situation. Living by the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit dwell within us in every situation we're doing. Whether we're doing something tremendous or whether we're at home washing up. Whatever it might be. Let us live in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And let our true selves shine through. Because we're all, we're all, we're all wonderful in God's sight. Yeah? Amen? Amen. Okay, right, thank you, great. Okay, so coffee and cakes next door. Okay.